your boy C Roll Money Money. That's C R O Double Dollar Sign. Host of the Nerd with Friends podcast. I'm joined today with my co-host, Codename Comet. Salutations, my fellow blurs, nerds, and peaceful herds. It's your boy, Codename Comet. How y'all doing? Thank you all for joining us today. Whether you're a new listener or old listener, we're happy you're here. Please make sure to like, share, and subscribe. We're on all your favorite podcast platforms, including Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Check us out on social media to engage. All links in the description. Today, we're back with another Shonen Heat Weekend. Man, oh man, do we got lots to talk about today. Spoiler warning is in full effect for anime onlys or anybody who's just waiting for the official release. We got a lot to get into, so if y'all ready, let's get into it. First things first, though, we got to talk about Jujutsu Kaisen Chapter 236. Man, oh man, oh man. Gege pulled a fast one on us. Boy. As it turns out, the man, yes. the myth, the legend himself, Satoru Gojo, is no longer among the living. We have a moment of silence for Satoru Gojo. F's in the F's in the chat. Uh pay our respects on this one man code name when you when you first saw this chapter man what went through your head um well the first thing i thought is when i saw what's his name ghetto yeah I knew it wasn't going to be a good thing. I, had, I know we the, knew it was the ghetto. tropes of anime it wasn't, and manga. It wasn't Kenjaku because he ain't have the scar. It wasn't Kenjaku. Head. There's two differences. <laughs> you could, you know what I'm saying? So you could just tell. It's like, dang, like there's only one reason for us to be even taking this route of starting this story with a background image. This, this man is basically in the afterlife. He's seeing the, the friends he knows in spirit form before he you know, takes that turn and goes where the goes off into the great beyond. I, man, it's, it's impressive. It's so impressive how well this double cross was executed. Because if you think about what happened at the, like the last maybe two or three chapters, it's been a, a, a tug of war type of deal like back and forth, you know, sometimes Gojo seems like he's winning. Sometimes he's feel like, you know, seems like he's like in trauma. And then the last chapter, I mean, for those who played tug of war, you just know how it feels when you get that last little pull and you just pull as hard as you can. And you know, they just cannot beat you. That's what that felt like to me. I felt like they showed us, every form of what cursed energy and cursed techniques can do and showed them in full effect through the start, what we thought was the strongest guy in the whole damn show since the very beginning. The guy who simply said, if it ever came down to even Sakuna in his strongest form, which he was not, might I add, I can beat him, he said. Yeah. That motherfucker was wrong. Yeah, man, it's crazy. And so he was so wrong. <laughs> yeah, the I woke up and I opened up Facebook, and the first thing I see is a dead Gojo, and I'm like, nah, this, this is um, 
this fan art. <laughs> Somebody messing with me. And you this, just, just say it at so moment. This fan art. So I went to go check for the spoilers and I saw the Raws had already came out at this point. And like you said, the first thing I saw Ghetto and I was like, bro, he did. <laughs> this is the third time. There's no question at all. That, that Gege has done this method. He did it the first time. And we all saw it actually in um, this um, Gojo flashback arc when the old man thought he got a fast one on Ghetto and he turned around and he saw his his dog for the first time in years. And he was like, oh, what are you doing? He's like, oh, shit, I'm dead. Spoilers for the people who haven't gotten to this part in the Shibuya. Well, it's going to be a great animated scene, but in the Shibuya incident, the same thing happens with Jogo uh, when Sukuna kills him and he sees the other um, natural element curse spirits. And he's like, yep, it was, yep, I'm dead. And so now, like, when you see somebody from your past, that's like the automatic death sign. And like, yeah, the first two times that it happened, I laughed. And the set, this third time, I damn near cried. But that, like, that that was it, heavy, It man. just rips your soul, bro. Yeah, and it's great timing here because it really coincides with what's going on in the anime. And I'm definitely glad that it's done that because, you know, stuff that happened arcs ago is becoming very relevant now. And the anime, mm-hmm. we're at the point where he just got sealed. And in that episode, outside of this fight with Sukuna, this is the last time we really get to see Gojo go all out. The only yeah. time he comes close to showing his power. Every other time we've seen him, it's been a trouncing. This is the first time we actually get to see what he's capable of in the anime where he's opening his domain expansion just enough to save people. And if they did not catch him off guard with Kenjaku pretending to be Suguru Ghetto, there's no way that they would have been able to defeat him. And another important thing, but yeah, to, to finish that off, like, that was the last time we get to see him go in the anime. And now mm-hmm. in the in the manga, we've seen what possibly is his last fight. But something else that is important that came up were the early translations. And I mm-hmm. saw a lot of YouTubers kind of jump on this bit of information. It says um, the early translations had Gojo mentioning his his what people his thought father. was his own father mm-hmm. but it turns out it's not his father he's talking about one of his students father because in that line it's him talking to ghetto and he's upset because he always told his students that when you die you die alone and now he's having mm-hmm. this thing like damn like i lied to them and then there's this stuff with his dad and so because I watched that episode in the anime, they have that scene where it says, you know, who is Satoru Gojo? 
Mm-hmm. And for Megumi, he says, he's my benefactor. So hearing that and then think about his dad, it reminds me of like the deal that happened when Gojo took in Megumi from uh, Toji. Uh, there was some type of inheritance he was supposed to be getting as the head of the Zenin clan and all that. So right. I assume that's what, you know, Gojo's talking about in that moment. But it mm. could also very well be a reference to Yuji because we know Kenjaku is his mother, but using the he, him pronouns, he could also technically be his father. Or maybe he's yeah. just talking about Yuji's father in general. Like maybe there's something we need to know about him because we mm. know Shoko deals with corpses. But Kodan, what do you think? Is it Megumi he's talking about or is it possibly? Possibly eat a dory. Well, let me just stop and say you just blew my mind with all that information. <laughs> take all that in real quick because you know me, I am not caught up. But what it sounds like, and the it just opens the door to a lot of different things because if it's Megumi's dad, then you have to you know accept the fact that is he still alive? If it's oh no, Toshi, Toshi is dead, dead. And that's what I thought. So yeah. like, if it, it it would to me, it makes no sense for it to be Megumi's dad. Well, I um, feel like him mentioning that he was the benefactor and his father was the one that kind of brokered that deal. Mm. I'm thinking maybe dad has something. So you to think do he's. With it. You think he's viewing it from the point of like I'm the father type of deal? It's like dang, I, I did. Somebody's got to save my son type of shit. No, just that his, you know, before Toji died, he was like, I have a son. There's this deal about you know if he's got this curse technique and all this stuff is supposed to happen. Like maybe, in and Megumi was also inside. Well. Sukuna was also inside Megumi's body when this happened. So I'm just mm-hmm. wondering if it has anything to do with like that whole plan with the Zenin clan, not anything with his father, like his body or anything, just that the situation that he kind of put into play. Yeah, like he's like, if anything, it's it was his responsibility to save Megumi. Right. If yeah. anybody is supposed to yeah. do it, because you told his, so you told his father, "Hey, I would take care of him if I thought I'm killing you." And then you got him in this situation, and you made it worse by like you couldn't even seal the deal. Right, I get that. That makes sense. Because even even the way he like he viewed like he looked at it, it's just like, all right, well, I, I I guess I did tell him to handle that, so it'll be okay. But it's just the fact that it happened, and the way that it happens too, because like. Like you said, and what it does kind of give me a little bit of hope too is we didn't see Nobahara's, you know, moment of past. Yeah, she so, she, so she wasn't one of those loved ones. You know what I'm saying? And you know, you you got to think that he would treat all of his his students the same. Like he's he's not like the you know the master Roshis of the world that forgets about Yamcha, um, but. Yeah. It could just be like it was, you know, if you look back, like all those people were in the and what, you know, and the anime is the previous art, like the Gojo Path arc. It showed when he was with Hybara, Ghetto, uh, Nanami, uh, Re- not, 
uh, what's her name? The, the star plasma. Rico. Event. Yeah, Rico. Something like that. Uh, her caretaker. Even the principal was there in his younger mm-hmm. form. And we know that he passed away, you know, shortly after Gojo was sealed. And he's even giving him attitude. I've been like, nigga, if you didn't get sealed up, I wouldn't be here. <laughs> I died right. specifically because of you. But yeah, Nobara not being there definitely is a little bit telling because you would think that even if it's just people from his past, that she would be close enough to him for him to be there. Yeah, but you would think she'd take precedent above a couple other people. Well, no, I, I don't. Even in her thing in the anime, when they ask, like, well, who is Satoru Gojo to you? She says, like, I don't know him well. So it could be a thing where maybe that mm. she just wasn't that important to be there, which would really just, like, make me really, like, at this point, Gege, she didn't have to be there. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, it was almost like she was never there in the first place. Right, like, she definitely had, like, her moments, especially, like, if you look at um, the season one finale when they fought the mm-hmm. curse wound paintings, like her, even her showing in the Shibuya incident, like she's a good female character. Like she's real mm-hmm. well written, but yeah. it's a very unceremonious. God damn that word. Fuck me up. Boy, that word <laughs> tear me up. <laughs> boy, I got you in the headlock, but unceremonious. Uh, that word. <laughs> departure for her character you know it's, yeah uh, it's, it's like you undermine the character that you created for like what seems to be no reason at all because it, even if she does die when she dies it, it makes it makes more sense if she would have done something that you know trickle some trickling effect where you could go back is like thank thank you Nobara. like your sacrifice led to this she wasn't even that <laughs> but this is about Gojo, man, and Gojo says he feels sorry for, you know, not being able to give Sukuna a better fight. He admits it. Like, he went all the way out with everything he had, like, every trick he learned, every skill he had, everything. Like, even like watching this fight, like there's so many times there were breaks taken to explain these things to the audience. Like this is all the stuff that Gojo's doing. And then something that really kind of piqued my interest was him also saying something along the lines of, you know, the person to teach Sukuna to love. And earlier in this arc, when he came back, we know Megumi's sister was taken control of by a curse, the former uh, sorcerer sorcerer that um, was in love with Sukuna. And Sukuna ain't give mm-hmm. two shits about her. So that's what it first reminded me of. But maybe he's talking about the love of battle. And mm-hmm. just to harken back, back to the anime and the episode that he is sealed he mentions to uh kenjaku like hey you know you got me but what about the person that beat that body to a pulp before i before i killed him and kenjaku's like oh yeah yuta is nowhere near as strong as like i'm not worried about him (laughs) but it kind of reminds me of like a dragon ball z yu yu Hakusho type vibe where 
and the defeat of Gojo, like that's going to awaken some strength in his students. Like, oh yeah, it's it's it on to. them now. It has to be. This is not a situation where he's just stuck in some infinite corridor type of situation where he can't get out. And like he's, as we know, because you just never know anymore. Like he's he's gone. He's he's dead. This man, like like was said, it was the world was cut in order to cut Gojo. It wasn't just yeah. him trying to target Gojo. They cut the universe that Gojo was standing in the space of. Yeah, they made sure to. Yeah, that, that space that Gojo uses as his infinity, like part of his technique, he controls space. That space was cut. Like it's yeah, it's wild. It is, and and you think about it, Satoru Gojo has been touted as the strongest. We know a member of the Six Eyes and the Limitless went up against a user of the Ten Shadows, and they killed each other. And this one. Sukuna was so strong that he came out victorious. And it's not a thing where he looks beaten to, like, he's ready to fight again. <laughs> like, yeah, like, he's like, he not hurt. He, he gives Gojo his praise, which Sukuna does. Like, you can say a lot of things about Sukuna, but, like, if he fights you and he respects you, he's going to give you your due, mm-hmm. you know? And he did that with Jogo. He did, he did it with Gojo. Let's see if he does it with Kashimo because he's told him like straight up, like, bruh, I'm feeling real good right now after this fight. <laughs> don't don't give me no sour taste right now. Right. Do not if, mess this up. Come on. If you come for the crown, you better not miss. Like, he's ready. And Kashimo's been waiting, like we said last time, centuries for this fight to happen. And he's got his he hasn't even used his curse technique yet. He's saving all that for Sukuna. Now, he looks so much like luck in this picture. He, he, he crazy and he liked to fight just like him. So there's definitely some similarities too. there. Yeah, he does use the lightning. But, you know, what I think is probably the sickest part of all this is in interviews, Gage has expressed that they don't like Gojo. <laughs> they they're probably having the most fun with this having that week oh. of everybody celebrating prematurely that victory to start it with this like he off paneled gojo like we don't even get to see it like this this man this man this woman this is a sick person <laughs> whoever you are gay yeah gay, whoever you are you like, are a gay, sick gay, person you you got us like, yeah. I'm not I'm not mad at you for how you did it for dang you got us. How do you think the fight with Sukuna and Kashimo is, is gonna go? Do you think it's gonna be as long as this Gojo fight? I feel like it's like I don't know. I, unless Sukuna is he's really on a bad foot, you know what I mean? Like no mm-hmm. domain expansion, all the Shikigami have been beaten. And he's still like, bro, you better come correct. <laughs> so I don't know, man. I, I don't know how this fight's gonna turn out. I, I think we're gonna see like I think we're gonna see the animalistic sides of Sakuna in this. Because like you said, he has a lot of respect for Gojo. So I don't think it's gonna be this the type of situation where he's 
fighting with that. You know, when you have admiration for someone in, like in a fight, you, you'll kind of see what everything they can do. And that's kind of what he did. Like he he pressed when he could. He held he held back when he could. I, I don't feel like this is that type of situation. I think this is that 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 time where like you just fought what you thought was going to be your greatest match of all time, but you didn't even get a chance to like rest on your loyals and like respect the guy that just happened because, and it says it sparing no time to mourn the death of Gojo Sadaro. I think that might bother him a little bit. Like, I think that's the situation is like, you just watch all of this happen. You even get a man time to like sit on the fact that you just killed him. That's what I like, is like you. I, right, if you feel like this is that big of a deal, I'm feeling amazing right now. Please don't spoil the pleasure of my, of this match. You better yeah. come with it. I, I think that might have been. Yeah, I, I guess, and it could be, it could have been directed at Sakuna, but I thought it was more so the students. You know, like he's dead. Like it's already somebody out there fighting. You know what I mean? It's like it's like when somebody get hurt in a football game and they get carted off, and it's like, damn, they ain't, we ain't gonna stop the game. Next man up, <laughs> like. Yeah, like it's crazy. Like, because if you look at their faces, like Maki's, like even uh, comforting Yuta, everybody, mm-hmm. like Yuji's shook, like that was it, you know. And maybe they should have jumped that nigga. In all yeah, they should have definitely. Maybe they should have jumped that nigga. In all due respect. If you had a lot, if you lose, if they die, they die. Like they were prepared, but like now we're in a situation where the world may lose just because Gojo's pride. Yeah, but hey, that that man went out his way. He said it wasn't old age, wasn't the disease, and went out fighting somebody stronger. Yeah, and shout out to Gojo, man. He definitely a real one. But <laughs> segue on to the next chapter, man. We got another real one who got put down, and this fight against all for one and all might is definitely at its conclusion. It's time to get into My Hero Academia chapter 401. We gave a lot of hype about Stain popping up, but he he didn't do much. He did, he did not do much this chapter, man. So he mentioned I mean, his... Today, the, the man is still basically human. Yeah, he, <laughs> His he, quirk don't do too much for the rest of him. It's just it stops you. Speaking of his quirk, he says that he was able to use his mutilated nose to sniff out whose the blood belongs to who. I feel like that might just be part of the quirk, you know? Like, I know in the spoilers, a lot of people are like, oh, like, saying, like, kind of like he's got such a good sense of smell, but it's like he smells the blood. He has blood in the name of his quirk. Like, blood is very heavily associated with his quirk. This might just be a, another layer to it. Right. And that would be very beneficial. You know, like let's say he was a normal hero and he's got a sidekick. It's good that, you know, if they're in a bloody battle, he doesn't lick the wrong person's blood. Right. So. Yeah. You can tell who from who because that, I mean, you, they basically showed that, you know, he saw All Might a while ago. The mm-hmm. fact that he could still, he's almost like animalistic at that point. And like he's r- truly like, he's almost like Wolverine. Yeah. You know? Yeah, that's a good comparison, especially with he, knives. He needs some healing right now. Yeah, he, he's um, truly Wolverine. His nose is also mutilated because uh, in the spinoff, you'll see he got 
pieced up by a vigilante named Knuckle Duster. Y'all go check out My Hero Academia Vigilante. Real good side story. Um, but yeah, man. Look like staying gone too, but he, he got to have his I am here moment right before oh, yeah. it all happened. That was that was really impactful, I think. I think it was finally t- I think it was a moment that he needed uh full redemption. Like yeah. because at the end of the day, the he's killed with over 40 heroes. Like is no coming back from that. He's not going back to Tartaros. Like you're not going to be able to get him back. Like him, him being able to go through a situation where he's fighting someone he has no business fighting. Let's be honest. Yeah. But he's he's able to fight with his hero, like you know, in a way that it's it's not campy. It's what his hero actually needs at the time. Like All Might has less of a quirk than than a Chisa man. Uh. But it's cool. Like, it's him doing everything he could in a moment where, like, he's needed absolute most. He's that's being a hero. You know, that's this is Stain's true hero moment, and it's dope that he got a chance to, like you said, have his "I am here." You know, it, even once again, uh, staying with the bars. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, man. Definitely want to talk about some bars he dropped earlier in this chapter, but that I am here moment did not last long. Something we kind of speculated last week was, you know, can all for one still use his quirks, even though he's paralyzed and yeah, he can, you know, he used. Yeah. It didn't stop him at all. Yeah. Force quirk activation. Phlebotomy. You know, he like changed his whole blood. Like, he mentions that he was preparing for staying after, you know, the breakout at Tartarus and he's the only one yeah. that didn't come with him. And like, mm-hmm. this is, this is, this is possible. All for one has a complete network of who has what quirks, where they are. Maybe he would have had some type of quirk like this hidden in all the quirks he's assembled throughout the years. Oh, but yeah. It's well within reason the way he's written that he was prepared for this. He's he had whole camps for spare bodies for kids to take spare over bodies. if Sugar Rocky does not work out. Like, how how far does all for one rank when it comes to villains and their preparedness? Because this is a moderate one, level. Bro type execution One. yeah yeah 200 yeah, years of preparation and i feel like well at least with, with the difference between moderate is one we find out that it's not even his plan uh it, the execution of it came from someone completely different but when you see how all for one has really manipulated his plan well you see that like even throughout it there's trial and error that he he's been messing around with when you think of people like dobby uh when you think about um even down to stain he knew stain was out about he realized that you know what this is going to help sugar rocky grow like you need that he basically told his man hey bro it's 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 over for you now like your part in this is done thank you for what you did but cool you you out of here you your bumps come but uh definitely number one shit talk and 
number one shit talker, bro. This this nigga's nice. But yeah, two hundred years, and you get a chance to see like the culmination of all of it throughout like a series. I I don't think there's anyone who's prepared more. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he was definitely more prepared for. He was definitely more prepared than All Might in this instance because he goes in rushing. I don't know what he plans on doing, but all for one, like, just, I don't know if this is a key blast, some type of destruction, but he's like, bro, I'm tired of you. Like, after he, <laughs> after he puts it to Stain, you know, and he tell like, Stain, drop some more bars, like, you know, when he's, when all for one said that to him, he was like, no, I'm just part of a bigger process. Like, all my, you know, keep on living. And then I'm pretty sure at this point, all all for one has not only killed him, but taken his quirk. Maybe. Yeah, I don't he, think there's so many ways he could have got stopped from doing that. Maybe he killed him and he has to be alive. No, I don't know if he has to be alive. He probably got that quirk. <laughs> he, yeah, I think he, he got that quirk. He didn't snatch it up. He's he's definitely using that. He's probably going to use it against Deku because you know we know, we know that he does have one of the shorter time limits. So maybe mm-hmm. that's when Bakugo comes back. But before we get into that, we got to finish what goes on in this. And we just mentioned that blast going at all, Mike. Hercules shows Shout out up to Hercules to save the day. And almost like I thought you were all out of parts. And Hercules like this is it, man. But even the even the car is telling live, this man to live. You have to live. Like, like you don't. I, I, and I love how Stain even kind of tried to explain. It's like, hey, bro, what I said to you before is just like I told you because I needed you to understand how important it is for you to live. I need you to know how important it is to like it is to live. And now that you've had two people who are literally sacrificing themselves in order for you to to get somewhere, he, I mean. He ain't got no armor anymore. Yeah. He's gonna have to figure out something. Like, even yeah. if that means for you to get to the next battlefield to talk to Deku, to boost up Bakugo, to do something. Like you have to motivate the like the next wave at this point. Yeah. You know how bad it is. Yeah, and it's real bad because he's he's hallucinating and he hears Hi. yeah, he hears Nanashimura, you know, like it's not over, Toshinori live. You you got to keep fighting. And in his head, like, I know this is a hallucination. I'm envisioning my master to get, you know, moral support. And then right. it goes to Night Eye, and he's like, you don't got no support items, and you ain't got no legs. <laughs> you can't fight no more, bro. <laughs> he, got, he got the left and side and like, the right side. <laughs> that's the complete opposite of what you just said your mind is doing. And who who better to see in that time but Night Eye, the person who's been in in one way just plotting on his downfall, like behind the scenes, like kind of pre- pre- preparing for it. Like, hey, you gonna die. Like you gonna <laughs> die, bro. It is gonna be bad, yeah, my nigga. Yeah. I don't know if you know. I've been trying to tell you. It's gruesome be, uh, death. Gruesome bro. death. <laughs> gruesome bro, death. You I see it every night, bro. Like gruesome death. Cut this yeah. shit out. And the last time we see all my like he is he's literally literally crawling towards all for one and still smiling though yeah and it takes me back to this quote that stain dropped earlier 
He says, however, say God has fallen prostrate upon the earth, they should be allowed to crawl for their lives. And what do we see here? A a fallen God who has been granted the opportunity to crawl for his life, and he uses it to crawl to imminent death. Mm -hmm. But... Like you said, man, like all 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 for one does not need to kill him. And no. at, uh, at, like, as it says at the end, he's in range to get to Shigaraki. Yep. So where do you think it goes from here? I think someone else is gonna come to stop him. You think someone else is gonna show up where All Might is or some he's gonna show up where Shigaraki and Deku are fighting? Uh well let's let let's let's go with two things. I think he is gonna show up to Shigaraki and Deku to fight. You I think, think he's that, done with All Might. I think you, All Might's gonna be able to jump in that gloop. I think he's I think he's at the point he's not even looking at All Might anymore. We're seeing his full back. Well that, like he has turned his back towards All Might. He's done with him. He know he what, can't do anything else. Well the goop Quirk doesn't work like that. Remember, that's the one that comes out of your mouth and it's only targeted towards you. Oh, to one person. So, yeah. yeah. But you bring up a good point because we've seen that this chapter is not linear. And a Mm -hmm. character that we've continued to ask about is Kurigiri in a race. (laughs) It could be like as soon as you know, all for one leaves all might alone. Maybe they show up right after. Like they show up at the end of the chapter and then they give us a flashback of how we got to this point of them even being cool enough for this shit to happen. Right. Or maybe it goes all the way to all for one using the quirk. Like maybe he gets Shigaraki's body. He used blood girdle on Deku, but then he's out of it or it just doesn't work because his quirk's being nullified right now because he raised her head back. Mm, that'd be dope, too. Yeah, so there's a lot of ways they can go with this. They're going to need something. They're going to need like, something. They need something. They, they, it's already bad enough that this whole time, like, <laughs> Deku and Shigaraki are basically toe-to-toe. And that's, and that's just a stretch, just even say that. Yeah, and um, we know Deku... He's going to get the effects of that um, gear shift quirk mm-hmm. sooner or later, and he's going to yeah. he's gonna shut down. So time is not working with him. And he's the only he's the only weapon that you have up there right now that can actually do something like you. At this point, you almost have to hope that Bakugo comes back with a new quirk. Oh, he, he got like I, I don't. I don't know how it would, would ever work, but you ha- he has to come back with more than just the explosions I or better ju- way to do it. I just don't understand how the man, like, piecing up his heart would give him a new quirk. Like, that's not... It doesn't... It, there's no way that it would make sense. I don't know. Like, it's... I mean, we're talking about a world where a man has a spray bottle head, but we're talking about <laughs> things making sense, but I, I don't know. Like, I guess anything is possible. I just think it because it, because what he's doing is not only just changing the 
the organs and the fibers and stuff like that, he's basically replacing himself with it through strings. So there's always going to be a sense of mobility that's going to be different. But it, he's he, he's clearly saying doing this is going to kill him. Oh, yeah, he, he did. He done for. He's just like replacing his heart. Like if the strings are just up, op- if the strings are just operating as pieces of a new heart. Now, I feel like that is very negligent on the part of him to use the pieces of your heart as any part of a court. I get you. I get you. Like <laughs> I, I said, it don't make it wouldn't make any sense. Maybe he can pump his heart faster now to make more sweat and bigger explosions. Or it's even like his body is more durable because of the way that the string works or it doesn't affect him as much. Listen, man. But I that nigga that. said, I am your heart. <laughs> He's his heart. Unless the heart is doing something, I don't understand how anything else could be happening. Maybe yeah. it's the fact that maybe if I don't know, maybe if he gets stabbed in the heart, maybe the strings like fix it on like some doflamingo shit. Like some like some health shit. I, I don't know, but it's. I'm not a fan of that move, and I'm just. Like, it just man. doesn't make sense. Like yeah. there's, there's no way that you can make that make sense. Yeah, make it make sense. What y'all think? Let us know. I don't. I don't know. I don't know. But pushers. Time to wrap up with our, poof, the big boy, One Piece. Literally, chapter ten ninety two. The fight between Luffy and Kizaru continues, man. Luffy's Luffy full on Looney Tune on here, man. What you think about this chapter? I think it's a good chapter, man. Like I, I think at this point we're seeing the height of what Gear Five is and beyond. Like I, it's just he can do anything that his mind can, you know, think about, and. I feel like he's still being somewhat not as creative as it could be. You know, being giant is great, but I feel like there's still more to the table that he can add. Like this man could probably become a dragon if he really wanted to be one. Like there's so much he could become a robot. Like I talked about Mecha Luffy. There's a Mecha, there's a Mecha Naruto. Why not Mecha Luffy? Whole Gundam Luffy out here. And I like seeing Kizaru being affected, but not really. Because it changes it, it what it does is it changes the tier of what we've been looking at. So now at this point where you like I feel like when you ask the question of why it seems as though Yonko and Admirals don't necessarily go at each other, it's because they're kind of evenly matched. I feel like what adds to the pirate side is they're usually they they one, they move without, you know, question. They can do what they want. And if we look at the major pirate crews, I mean, outside of Shanks, who they're like, I'll say it again, their main ship is their heavy hitters. But Whitebeard had a whole fleet. We've seen, uh, what's her name? Big Mom's whole fleet. And of course, Kaito had a whole fleet. So it's just their, the numbers game when it comes to like, they're strong, of course, but it's also a numbers game when it comes to that. Whereas with the Marines, they they can't just do whatever they want. They are a little bit more considerate of what how they move, mobilize their numbers because if they use too much of their numbers, that means that there's less to actually protect the 
world nobles, which is always one a part of their plan. So they're always split. Their decisions are always split a little bit. So I was always questioning, like in question of like why that dynamic is kind of set up because my thoughts was like hey if you if the admirals is really like that why ain't just why aren't they just pulling up like kizaru you know mentioned about wano like all of these times and then you like you mentioned it he's like you question is like was he strong enough and now we see clearly because kaido had toontown went toontown with it and kizaru has been pretty much himself the entire time doesn't even really seem like he's getting hurt what do you think? Yeah. yeah, man, I, I'm, I'm upset. I feel like he's should be getting his ass beat right now. He not. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like the shit he was doing to Kaido was like, bro, like this man got this king of the beast. His eyes popping out of his head. He turned you know? that man into a jump rope. Kizrush looks unamused, and I, I, at this point, I thought he would be. Out of the original three admirals, out of any of the admirals, really, he yeah. would be the one that would be a little bit more animated. Yeah, now that you think about it, of all of them, I mean, Rengoku is pretty animated, but it, it, you would think him, Kizaru over like Alkainu, Kizaru, Defru over Alkiji, and I would even say Kizaru over um, Isho to some degree, because he has his moments too. Yeah, he's 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 pretty stoic right now. He's just like, oh man, what are you doing? <laughs> right? <laughs> what are you doing here, man? You're like throwing them, and he's coming back. And this is like, I'm not gonna say it's the first time we've seen Gear Five struggle. Like, granted, Kaido like did some, you know, it was a good fight, but like, yeah. For them to both be fresh and this happening, like damn, like maybe Gear Five isn't the the craziness that we thought it was. Maybe hockey yeah. really is, you know, end all be still all. reigns supreme, right? Yeah, and like, there's, there's a good chance Kizaru's hockey being an admiral is up there. I mean, and it's funny that you say that. I didn't really consider that that could be the reason why this isn't that big of a deal. So it's another, you know, conqueror's hockey type of situation where if your hockey's strong enough, it doesn't really affect you that much. Um, and so we know, being able to... Go ahead. I was going to say, we know that Logie, they're one of the rare, more powerful ones. And the light life route is, you know, is keeping up. Like, look at all the stuff he's able to do with the copies of himself and mm-hmm. Rainstorm and you know, he's he's gotten where he needed to be twice in, in right. two chapters. Right. And it's I mean? not like he's like a couple arm distance away. Like he could tap you on the shoulder and hug you. Like he is that close every time. Yeah. It's, and- it's, it's more so that he the biggest conflict is within himself of not right he just doesn't want to do it (laughs) he doesn't want to do it and it makes you see a lot more of a human side to him uh human side to them which is great to see but i always think you know you almost have to think damn if this is our kind of and our kind of niggas is dead b (laughs) if this was a a kind of he's definitely dead if this was green bull he's definitely dead (laughs) Hey. Yeah, this with the quickness. Every other one at least has a heart. And I never expected Kizaru to be the one that I would say, oh, no, nah, he actually 
he's showing signs of himself that he really does care about these people. He does not want to do this or he would have or would have been quick because you see how easy easy it would have been for it to be quick. Mm-hmm. If he can get into the room, he could have done anything. He's getting yeah. into the room and making a joke. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like he's basically buying them time. Choked out Usopp. <laughs> Choked out Usopp. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But another thing that's going on here, the Vegapunks, uh, Atlas, Stella, there was Sanji trying to get um, to a stratosphere. Yes. Trying to, trying to get the stratosphere down and well, they, change yeah, the Yeah, they command. just had the code. Yeah, so they're trying to get there to um, change the code for the Seraphim that are mm-hmm. down there because we know the only person that outrank, outranks a Vegapunk is a member of the Gorosei. So yep. they're trying to do that. And in this, we learned that Sentamaru saved Bonnie after she hit the uh, the shield while it was still up. And it's now she's down there fighting the Marines. But they keep saying these things about Bonnie being like, how could you do this to a little girl? And you have to protect her. She's so young. Or Oda is definitely pushing us toward the fact that this whole time Bonnie has been a child. Bonnie's a child, yeah. Like Which I feel is like wild. with the people, it's wild. Bro. Which is wild. They sexualized Bonnie so long without just and they explained it the opposite way. Where you know you because you meet her as an you know you meet her as a child. When yeah. I think about it, the very first time we meet Bonnie, she is in child form. E- even yeah. more to speak to that, when we catch up with Bonnie in the Egghead arc, she's a child while she's in the water, and we know that water affects devil fruit. Yeah, he's devil fruit. We never <laughs> question it. <laughs> so it's like. <laughs> We just assumed she was a child in her child form when oh, she got swept up, but she, the water probably reverted her to her base form. That's exactly what happened. <laughs> and I think when she was sitting down eating, she was just chilling in her child form because that's her regular form. Yeah. And I think if you even look at the way, like if you go back to thinking about how she talks, how yeah. she acts, she does oh. act like a child. Oh. Kuma Daddy and you know like, what I'm saying? Like she tantrums. sounds like an eight-year-old. Like, but hey, if this is true, we gotta put some respect on Jewelry Bonnie Man. Makes her the youngest in the worst generation. The worst generation. It might give call. her the biggest bounty at the youngest age. I think uh I think Nico Robin or Big Mom has that title right now. Oh yeah, I forgot, yeah. So, you know, we'll have to check, but yeah, it could also explain like why Kainu did not want to <laughs> murder a child. <laughs> it makes everything adds up so much more now. You know, you can easily explain away like turning the other cheek, like this is a child, bro. Like this the lack is a kid. of a crew. What is it? She's got a crew. She doesn't. I don't know. Crew? I don't know where I they know, are I now. Seeing, yeah, I don't remember seeing her crew much. Yeah, but. Who knows? This is this is something that we're gonna have to get to sooner or later. Cause Kuma popped up last chapter, and we know that whatever Bonnie saw and those memories has her to the point where she's forgiven Vegapunk. So 
we're definitely going to have to learn more about her in that sense. But with with that, we've got another little revelation going on here with uh, Zoro and Lucci. Zoro is fighting Rob Lucci in his awakened form. Granted, King also a Zoan fruit user. We don't know if he ever awakened his fruit. We don't know if any of the Beast Pirates awakened their fruit, which should really, you know, I think it has more to do with Kaido being like, devil fruits ain't shit at all. It's yeah. about hockey. You know, like it's good to have a Beast devil fruit, like a Zoan devil fruit. Maybe that's why theirs were never awakened. They didn't care. But that's possibility, and we know I, we know Lucci is one person who will train. Yeah, and Lucci's like, oh, you know, I I can't take down an emperor, so maybe I'll take down Emperor Commander. And I feel uh, like Zoro's about to low diss him. All right, he about to. Uh, this is not going. This is not going well for for Lucci. This ain't the arc for Lucci. I'm I'm just gonna put that out there right now. He's not taking no head. All this is about to do is boost Zoro's numbers up a little bit more. His stock going up after this. Oh, his stock will going way up after this because he's about to take down the head of CP0, or at least one of the heads. And in the grand scheme, he don't mean shit. At all. And I, and he's the only person that don't realize that. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it's sad to see it. Like, I feel it, bad for Lucci. No, nah, it's like he's using them to kill people. Like he's the only reason he is with CP0. He gets to kill people and nobody says anything to him. <laughs> he is that literally is there to kill people. So if they want to kill him, let let it be so. Rob Lucci is the definition of a police ass nigga. He's oh, yeah. a he is a bitch. Through oh, and through. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm hoping the king of hell pieces him up real. It's, t- it's time he got his just desserts. He done done enough bitch ass shit. It's time that he need to leave lo- Robin alone. Some bitch ass shit. But to wrap things up, man, we got the Vegapunks finally approaching um, after another good save from Gear 5. Luffy taking in that light. And <clears throat> Atlas is able to give the command to the pacifistas like, yo, take out these Marines. They hear it. They're with it. But the one thing they did not plan on was a member of the Gorsei being there. And mm-hmm. the chapter ends with a menacing glance from Saturn. Codename, what do you make of this? What do you think is happening now? I think our, I think our uh, prediction of the Blackbeard Pirate is coming to fruition. Mm. I think the sw- I think the switch is about to happen right now. Mm. I think Catalina Divine is taking over. Ooh. Whoever she got with her, they about to they about to go big scraps because it's not. I don't think. I mean, as much as like, yeah, he he could be worried about the the. Um. What is it? The. Uh, dang, I'm blanking right now. Marines, pacifistas. Thank you. The pacifistas. Yeah, the pacifistas and the um seraphim. The seraphim. Like as much as he could be worried about that, I don't think it's a situation that's so close to him where it's really concerning him. He could easily just turn around and fucking flee. He has the look of the face of something that he was not expecting to happen. 
And when it says, like, are the tides about to turn? I think that's a question that could be an illusion to something that we don't see. I feel like with everything that's been going on and you whipping out that 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 Trafalgar D. Law hat just sets it up. The Blackbeard Pirates have been there. It's just a matter, like, with everything that's going on, it's about time that they start making their move because that's how the Blackbeard Pirates have always operated. When, every, when everything seems to be at a standstill or when everything is at its absolute worst, when there's a changing of the tides, the Blackbeard Pirates slide in, steal a couple, you know, do what they got to do, and they get out. And I think this is time for it to happen. Because you won't be able to, in the pandemonium of the pacifistas starting to just attack the Marines, it's going to be hard to protect him as well. Yeah. So I think it takes a while for the Black Beard Pirates to get involved. I think the first thing we're going to see here is um, the pacifistas having to turn around as soon as they've been acknowledged to attack the Marines because a member of the girl say is there. And I remember yeah, it's going to keep swapping, right? Specifically that the command has to be made in person. And we know the girl say never really left the Holy land. So Vegapunk in his head is like, this is something I'm never going to have to worry about. They're never going to bring a, a, an elder out and it doesn't work with transponder stance. So now that they're in a situation where like there is a girl said member there, they're, they're screwed. They can't let the Seraphim out. The pacifistas are going to be against them. And we just talked about Zoro's stock going up. Vegapunk and Atlas are non-combatants. If they get around Saturn, Sanji is going to be to have to want to fight. And I do not see Sanji's stock going up right now. <laughs> There's no way. It's not. It's, it's not a good look. You know. Although Sanji is due for another, he is due for that. Uh, I don't know if it's a transformation. It's, it's what's going on. But something's it's, happening. Listen. You think he falls before he climbs? Listen. <laughs> out of out of the monster trio that fought at the end of Wano, Sanji definitely had the easiest fight. He low diffed Queen. We see Zoro almost died fighting King and Kaido for all intents and purposes killed Luffy. <laughs> yeah. Now it's the we just talked about how easy Rob Lucci is going to be against Zoro. We yeah. see that the Luffy and Kizaru fight is at most a stalemate. Mm-hmm. For this to be a, a member of the Gorose, for them to be at this top, I think it says something that'll send a message like, yo. He just beat the shit out of Sanji. Yeah, he basically got to beat Sanji to like his to the point where he where Luffy got to say fuck Kizaru. 
Right. Like, we got to get Sanji out of here. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? And yeah. it might be a point where maybe Zoro has to go fight uh, the, the Admiral. And, yeah, they got to switch up all together. Yeah, because this could be Saba Odie part two. Yeah, it, it's not looking good, man. You know, and like you said, to throw another wrinkle in there, the Blackbeard Pirates are in the vicinity. Scheming some shit. Yeah, and we we still don't know what's going on with the robot, though. That could... Yeah, that, I forgot about the robot. That could be the saving grace here because an ancient, you know, an ancient robot like that might have something for a girl, say, member who we've known has been around for a while. Or it could pass that fight off to Kizaru and free up Luffy. So... I, I'm glad that you mentioned the ancient weapon because well, what that, I not actually, an ancient weapon, it's but an not ancient, ancient weapon, but an ancient robot. What I would honestly see the girl say, Void Century, Void Century, a Void Century robot. Yeah. So with the Void Century piece of technology right there, what would likely happen is there would be a shift in in responsibilities. Because now you have to either hide this shit because they didn't know it was there or you have to confiscate this shit. And for that that whole, the lie to maintain, you have to, that may have to take precedent over, over, you know, stealing Luffy or, you know, arresting Luffy. What lie? The Vegapunk lie? No, the world lie. The lie of the world government and the void century not being a thing. Oh, that they, well, yeah, you, you you remember the the narrator has said like this incident like shakes up the world like there's a mm-hmm. lot that can happen here like. Oh, Morgan's know, gonna find out yeah, something if Morgan sees that robot. <laughs> Morgan's gonna find out something. Something I don't know else. how. But this, oh wait a minute, did Stussy work for Morgan's for a little bit? Uh, I don't think they work together, but they've got some they type know of each other? relationship. Yeah. Oh yeah, all she got to do is send it, send a message. Yeah, well, she's dealing with some shit right now. She got stabbed. <laughs> she... Okay, I forgot about that. I thought, didn't she? Somebody get stabbed trying to save Vegapunk. I thought, I thought it was her. Yeah, dude. She. I she hope she's alive right now. So. <laughs> right. Yeah, she got her own problems. <laughs> yeah. So, a lot going on, but that robot could be used in re- re- replacement of the Vega Force One for gotcha. their initial plan of trying to get them to Elbath or you know maybe the robot being you know somehow connected to Joy Boy takes them somewhere else that they need to be or it just takes them straight to Elbath or it takes them to the moon or something this robot's got to come into play it's been too big once it was introduced earlier on in the the art so and it does have the 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 power. It probably has the power and strength to do all of those things. Because one thing that they said about the Vega Force One is it had a certain range, but that it couldn't fly anymore. This mm-hmm. Voice Century robot may not have that those limitations. Like it may be able to just go straight up, and maybe that's what they think is going to happen. Like it's going straight up, and they, they leave the stratosphere. And now they're like, oh, okay, now we'll we'll turn a little bit of this degrees, and you know, land on Elbath, and then it's like, oh, wait a minute, it's not turning at all. We're leaving the atmosphere. Yeah, straight to the moon. And people have suggested that, you know, Vegapunk was looking for the power source because it randomly 
turned on and attacked, I think it was the red line, and then mm-hmm. it shut off. And it looks like the power source might be the drums of liberation from Gear 5. Yeah. Yeah. But it didn't turn on when he was fighting Rob Lucci. But like I thought about said, that too. Yeah, like we've established that this fight between Kizaru and this fight between Rob Lucci are two different fights. And maybe mm-hmm. that is what caused it to activate. Like, hey, my Nakama needs me. Yeah. So may- maybe somebody else had the Nika Devil Fruit and awakened it. And that's when it had the attack last time. Attacking the red line. When it was attacking the red line. And maybe that's when, you know, the world government, you know, <laughs> put, that bad, <laughs> put that bad boy down and, you know, went on and still looking for the fruit. That makes sense. Which is another reason why I say, yo, the Gora says may have like may acknowledge that yo, this robot is a bigger problem than Straw Hat Luffy right now. This right. this robot is threatening the status quo. Yeah, because they said get rid of this. Like we, this cannot be around. We don't all exactly. this stuff we want studied and reproduced. That's fine. We don't want this. This has yeah, exactly <laughs> they, like this. Whereas, yeah, as a matter of fact, I just talked about this being another Saba Odi. This might mess around and be another O'Hara. Because of something like that, they're not, they may not even mess around and confiscate it with the fear of it, the message getting out. They may just say, fuck it, let's blow it up. Blow well, it up this, now. This is worse than a buster call if you look at who's all there. Like they, They've yeah. got an actual admiral. <laughs> they've got an That's admiral true. and a girl so girl say member there. Oh, yeah, I you think can't they have, blow shit up right now. I think there's nine vice admirals there there's yeah there's nine vice admirals there so i, I forgot more, about that's, that that's more than a standard buster call like this is <sighs> but the, the thing is they need punk records so yeah they need punk records and they still need york yeah so they just can't go in and blow that shit up but it might get to the point where it's like, okay, we need to. And if Emu, if Emu, Emu gives the go ahead, it don't matter what nothing. Yeah, else they don't give fuck. He don't give fuck about nobody there. And Emu probably would be like, I don't care, blow it up. And they can't say, they up. can't say nothing about <laughs> right. it. Right, like, it will be done. Kizaru <laughs> and, and Saturn are blow it up. <laughs> don't blow it up. <laughs> Like yeah, like that message cannot get out. If they if if the world is to remain the world, they trying to keep a world government and all of that. The marine they cannot let that message get out because the minute there becomes a void century information, it's just a wrap. So I, I I think it does get out, but I think it changes the tides in a different way. And I mean, I, there may be another hundred chapters. Here, bro. It really may be another hundred chapters here. There's a lot to still happen. It's a lot going on, man. But what do y'all think about this chapter? What do you think about all the chapters we talked about today? There's some heavy hitters, you know. Definitely had to end it on a light note with the one piece today. And hopefully, I don't think there's a break next week. So we'll probably get There's a break in one piece. There's a break in one piece? Break one piece got a break next week. All right, good. I was about to say, it's probably going to be spoilers out tomorrow if we're recording this on a Friday. Right. <laughs> Y'all let us know what you thought about these chapters. Check us out on social media. All links in the description. And until next time, it's been me, your boy, C-Ro, money, money, that's C-dot-R-O, double dollar sign. And me, your boy, codename, comment. Y'all have a great one. Bye.
when we out here.